Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, it's Marnie and I welcome you to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Our topic today is for those of you who are involved in marketing of any kind and we're going to be discussing smart funnel campaigns with our guest Don Petro. Uh, during this next hour, you are going to discover some marketing trends, how shifting technology trends are shaping marketing strategies, some inbound versus outbound information so you can understand the strengths and weaknesses of each, so understand through customer value optimization, including uh, understanding market funnels and why you need to use them. We're going to talk about smart funnels. We're going to also talk about planning, where to start and how to develop a plan for smart funnels and technology, the basic technology requirements to build smart funnels that it will include the tool and all the tools you need. Okay, and our guest today is Don DiPietro, and we're going to talk to him in just a moment. He's a certified inbound marketing professional and the author of Social Media for Engineers and Scientists. He is the founder of Domesticating IT, an inbound marketing blog and consultancy, and the co-founder of CareerGravity.com, an educational website that teaches job seekers how to market themselves online. His main site is www.authentiasoft.com, and that's A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-A, S-O-F-T dot com. Welcome to you, John. Thank you, Marnie. Well, I'm excited to have you here, and I have to tell you, it's not too inti- not too often that a guest intimidates me, but you do. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. No, 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 no. That, that, that can't be. Well, it really does. Um, this the, the depth at which you address this subject is farther than I've ever dared to imagine it existed. And so I'm excited because you told us that you're going to help us to make this simple for those of us who aren't uh, scientists and engineers. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us that we can apply right away today. So are you up for the job? Uh, absolutely. I, um, it's, it's what I do. It's what I strive to do, I should say. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I think that funnel marketing campaigns have been around for a while, and we have an idea of how they work, but you've kind of taken a different angle, or you've you've set it up a little differently than I was used to seeing it, and that's why I was excited to have you come on and talk to us today. So maybe let's start with how those um, technology trends are shifting and uh, what we need to know about that. Sure. So... Um for any of your listeners, I, maybe they've heard of the something called the Gartner hype cycle. Maybe they haven't, but uh, this is something from the uh, the Gartner group that they came out with a while ago, and they use it to describe a very common path that technologies take when they're uh, introduced. And it's a curve, and it kind of it goes up sharply, and then it peaks. And then it comes crashing down, and then it hits a trough, and then it kind of slowly raises back up and, and levels off. So um, it's almost like a you know one cycle of a sine wave, and then it just kind of levels off. And they call this the hype curve. 
And what they mean by that is early on in the curve when these new technologies come out, they're hyped, and everybody starts jumping onto the bandwagon, and, um, you know, everybody thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. How did we ever get along without this? And then it hits a peak, and then it starts to come down when people start to get you, you know, the, the that new car smell wears off of the technology, and people start looking at it and saying, mm, you know what, I didn't know it was going to be this expensive. I didn't know it was going to take this long. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I, you know, you, you start to, the reality starts to set in that, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a great technology, but it's, it's not perfect as, you know, everything has positives and negatives. So then you end up down in what, they, what Gartner calls this trough of disillusionment where, you know, people start to realize, oh, wow. But it, it's almost like a pendulum swinging, right? In the initial stages, the technology is overhyped where people are expecting too much. Uh, but mm -hmm. then the opposite happens where you go down into this trough of disillusionment and it swings too far back in the other direction where people say, oh, this is, this is crap, this doesn't work, it's not what they told us it was going to be, and people kind of take it too far in the other direction and they abandon it completely. And then, it's, and, and then when you hit bottom, it comes back up, and it just kind of eventually levels off in the middle ground, back where it probably should have been right from the beginning, where, um, you know, it's, it's great technology, it, 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 you know, but there's positives and negatives, and maybe it's not for everybody, you know, all of those sorts of things. So, you know, I'm applying that right now to inbound marketing. So... For people who might not be familiar with these terms, outbound marketing and inbound marketing, um, outbound is kind of, think of that as your traditional marketing. So that would include things like cold calling, um, direct mail, advertising. Those are all outbound marketing techniques, and they're sort of designed to interrupt people from what they were doing. So, you know, if it's a, obviously a television commercial, it interrupts the program that you're trying to watch. Uh, a phone call was interrupting you from whatever it was that you were doing, et cetera, et cetera. And so inbound marketing is something that came around with the, you know, sort of maturity of the Internet combined with social media, and it flips that outbound paradigm, you know, sort of 180 degrees, and it says, well, what if instead of interrupting people, we actually give them a reason to want to listen to us? So instead of just sort of, spamming them with messages that say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, we actually give them something of value. What if we teach them something? What if we educate them? What if we provide, what if we create content that the people that we want to become our customers find valuable? And so they're going to want to come to our website. They're going to want to subscribe to our newsletter. They're going to want to download our stuff because it's good, because it's valuable. And that does a lot of great things. Obviously, uh, you know, it helps you um, position yourself as a thought leader. It helps you generate links online back to your content, which greatly uh, helps you with search engine optimization. It fills your sales funnel, et cetera, et cetera. So it does all kinds of great things. Now, the problem is, in my view, sort of my opinion, inbound marketing is approaching, it's definitely following this Gartner hype cycle, and I think we're sort of approaching that trough of disillusionment where for the past few years, a couple of companies, 
you know, namely HubSpot, if anybody's heard of them, have been doing a really fantastic job of evangelizing this idea of inbound marketing and selling it to people and, you know, selling their software in the process and, and making a boatload of money and going public a few months ago. So good for them. Um, but I think that that definitely helped to overhype inbound marketing, and, and a lot of people jumped into it and maybe didn't have proper expectations for it. And so they're starting to get into this trough of disillusionment that says, hmm, I thought I didn't know it was going to take this long. I didn't know it was going to be this much yeah. work. I didn't know it was going to cost all, all of those sorts of things. Um, so and and if you look at the different marketing technologies, we kind of look at three of them. Um, they, you know, we published a, a white paper that can be downloaded on our website uh, on this, and we kind of go into more detail than I think we can do on this call. But, you know, we talk about the technology, marketing technologies beginning with um, outbound call centers and how that sort of followed a, a hype curve, and we're way past maturity on that, and we're definitely into that long-term stable cycle and then we look at something like CRM software that would be you know salesforce.com that kind of revolutionized the whole sales and marketing um, landscape and again I think that that market has matured at this point and we're, we're, we're sort of stable there but now we're we've got this new disruptor called inbound marketing and to bring it back to smart funnels and our concept, I think that as part of that initial hype that came with inbound marketing, one of the things that happened was the baby got thrown out with the bathwater, and the baby's name was outbound marketing. So people sort of looked at inbound marketing and said, inbound good, outbound bad. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, what was happening, it's definitely true that with the advent of social media and the Internet, outbound marketing became much harder and it became more expensive and it became less effective. But it, it did not become completely ineffective. And there are still plenty of redeeming qualities with inbound marketing and there's no reason not to combine outbound with inbound in a way that you can sort of take advantage of the best aspects of both of them. So that's kind of where we are from, from uh, you know, a history lesson and marketing trends, at least in the way I kind of uh, am looking at it right now. Yeah, before you go ahead and tell us some of the strengths and weaknesses of each, um, is there a way to actually start something that doesn't have the hype cycle? Um, can you actually bring it in without that happening and still be successful? Have you ever seen it? Oh sure, I think there are plenty of um plenty of examples. I'm trying to think of one, but you know, um I I don't I don't think that any truly disruptive technology has come out that hasn't followed this hype cycle. Um but I mean, uh, I'm sure there are other types of um technologies and trends that have been more subtle. You know, but okay. I think think yeah. just by by definition, anything that is disruptive is going to cause this kind of ripple effect and and pendulum sort of a pendulum effect. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, this is Marnie. We're visiting today with Don DePietro of 
AuthenticSoft.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of in and outbound marketing, as well as customer value optimization. We'll be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian women's events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Well, hi, welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, visiting today with Don DePietro of AuthenticSoft.com. We're talking about smart funnel campaigns, and these are a little different from the um, cam- the, the funnels that you're used to. We're going to talk a little bit more about that right now because it kind of combines inbound and outbound marketing. John, when you, when you think about that, just real briefly, tell us what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of each. Okay. Um, so... When we take a look and compare certain aspects of these, the first one that to me is is the most um, evident and the biggest difference between the two is your ROI, your return on investment. And and I don't mean necessarily the amount of return, but the time frame. So when you look at inbound marketing, one of the biggest challenges of inbound marketing is that your ROI is usually very far off. I mean, we can be talking time frames of 12, 18, 24 months, which is obviously a, a, you know, a long time. Um, comparing that to outbound campaigns, it can be much shorter. I mean, it could literally be hours or days. Um, if you have, uh, for example, if you're doing like a, a Facebook advertising campaign and you just nail it right out of the gate, you can be making money instantly. Um, you, you know, this is one of those, uh, you know, it's kind of like those fitness, fitness commercials on, on TV, results not typical. Um, so usually, <laughs> you know, uh, I just want to put that little asterisk there that, uh, you know, usually these campaigns take multiple iterations and some tweaking and whatnot to um, to get all the conversions the way that you need them to be in order to be profitable. But the point being is that, generally speaking, outbound campaigns, when they're successful, the time frames to being successful are much shorter than they're going to be with inbound marketing because inbound marketing takes time to generate the content. It takes time to build your audience and, uh, and, and to, um, you know, really start spreading the word. Um, another comparison is the cost per lead. So here is where inbound marketing has a, a market advantage over outbound, and, and that is your, your cost per lead for inbound marketing tends to be much lower. Uh, again, HubSpot publishes their state of inbound report every year based on all of their customer data, and they consistently see data that shows that 
the cost per lead for inbound marketing is 60% of what it is for an outbound uh, campaign. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it, it tends to be inbound tends to be much cheaper. Uh, scalability. This is the advantage of outbound marketing. Uh, again, an inbound campaign is very difficult to scale for two reasons. Number one, it, it the fuel for inbound marketing is content. So that there's just no way around it. To create good content just takes time and takes human resources. Um, as opposed to outbound marketing, which generally speaking, the fuel is money. So if you've got budget, if you've got money to put into it, if whatever you're doing is making you a good return, then it's very scalable. You just put more money in and more money comes out the other side. So that's an advantage for outbound. Um, If we look at the long-term benefits, then, again, we're seeing that inbound marketing has a great advantage. And the nice thing about inbound marketing is all of the money and effort that you put into it is truly an investment. It is creating an asset that you only really have to create once, and then you can continue to derive benefit from that asset for months and years to come. As compared to outbound marketing, again, let's just take advertising as an example, when you stop paying for the ads, the clicks or the phone calls stop coming. So it's it's just like turning off a a water spigot. So advantage inbound marketing when it comes to longevity. And um, when we look at at the size of the audience, here is where outbound marketing has an advantage because typically, you know, when you're starting off with an inbound marketing campaign, a lot of times you're starting either from zero or from a very small audience and you have to build it over a long period of time. And it usually takes you know, quite a bit of time to build that audience organically anyway, as opposed to if you're doing outbound marketing, you usually are going to have access, instant access to a much larger audience, whether you're doing Facebook ads or Twitter cards or, you know, even buying an email list from a publication or a trade show. When you're spending that money, you can have instant access to a much larger audience. So that's an advantage of outbound. And finally, the last one that I, the, the last um, criteria here that I use to compare the two is the perception. So there's, generally speaking, a much more positive perception of inbound marketing because you are providing value first. You're offering something to people before you're asking for their money or their trust. You're earning their trust, as opposed to outbound marketing, which at least in traditional outbound marketing, it's this is not the case with smart funnels, but in traditional outbound marketing, you know, you're you're going to people asking them directly to buy from you. Um, and so there tends to be a negative perception there. I think, you know, when you mention to anybody telemarketing, junk mail, spam email, T V commercials, radio commercials, you know, there's not I'm not saying there's necessarily a negative reaction, but it's not it's not positive either. Well, it's kind of interesting to me that you use the word interruptive with both inbound and outbound because I surely think that outbound always feels interruptive, whereas inbound doesn't feel so much interruptive. Um, is it still? 
Well, um, inbound marketing in its purest form is not interruptive, okay, Um, because it is Mm opt-in. Outbound marketing, see, the, 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 the big difference is, the big difference between inbound and outbound is who owns the medium. When you think about outbound and advertising in general, the model there is that you pay the person who owns that medium to interrupt and deliver your message. The Internet, and social media specifically, the users are the owners. Right. right? So, you know, Twitter doesn't own Twitter. They just run it. It's, it's all the users of Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn who really are the quote-unquote owners of the medium. We make up the rules, really, the, the user community. And so, um, you know, in order to get attention, you, you, you have to earn attention in these other areas. So um, it's, it's really, you know, your reputation is earned by offering people, by giving people a reason to pay attention to you. Yeah, this is really good. So let's go ahead and talk about then, like, what the customer is actually looking for then, um, you know, what what will optimize their willingness to look at you. It's really simple, but it's really difficult, right? Simple doesn't, <laughs> I, I use this all the time. Just because something's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Um, right. But it, it, it really is simple, and it is that you are solving a problem for them. Um that's really what you need to do now um you know when it comes to when it comes to content you know what i tell people is you need to educate entertain and or inspire you need to do at least one of those things to get people's attention if you can do two of them you're going to be doing really well and if you can do all three at the same time then you're really cooking with gas at that point. Um, mm. But but those, to me, are the three things that you want to, you know, when you create some content, take a good look at your, yourself in the mirror and honestly ask the question, is this, is this educating people? Is this entertaining them? Is this inspiring them? Those are the kinds of things that people want. That's what they will sign up for. That's why they will opt in to to pay attention to your messages. Yeah, as long as you're talking about their problem, which is what you mentioned earlier. I mean, if you're going to educate, entertain, and inspire about crickets, probably not too many. But if you're about how to take a few pounds off, apparently a lot of people are going to pay attention. So Exactly. Uh, how, you know that, how does the marketing funnel then work with that? Okay, so... When we talk about a marketing funnel, what we're talking about is if you can visualize a funnel, right, uh, this is, you know, we're, we're talking about the traditional sales funnel where you have, you know, suspects, prospects, leads, and customers. And it goes through a buying process, and at each stage of the buying process, you know, you have fewer and fewer who make it through the funnel. So up at the top, you've got a lot of what we call suspects. So those are the people that you're targeting that you want to get in contact with. And then when you make contact with them, uh, you know, you're obviously not going to hit 100% of them, 
So you're going to get in contact with some percentage of them, and they become prospects. And those are the ones that you're, you're getting your message in front of. That's your audience, so to speak. And then you're going to make them some kind of offer. And if they take advantage of that, then they move into the next stage, which be, turns them into a prospect. They've expressed some interest in what you're offering, so they become a prospect. And then you want to move them into the next stage. Um, and, and again, depending on what business you're in, there are lots of different models. With you know, Some of them have four stages. Some of them have seven. People have different labels for them. There's all kinds of different models for these funnels. But, you know, uh, generally speaking, you're just you're moving a person through what's called the buyer's journey until they eventually become a, a customer. Now, what's different about smart funnels from uh, traditional sales funnel, funnels are, are a couple of things. And that is that smart funnels are designed – before I get into that, traditional – marketing funnels tend they tend to be looked at one dimensionally and that is and that dimension is how many leads can i generate right that's right. really what the name of the game is is just generating leads smart funnels look at it more holistically in multiple dimensions and smart funnels look at it from a perspective of how can i generate the most profit okay and hmm. the difference is that there's three ways, any business, I don't care what business you're in, there's three ways that you can increase your profit. You can get more customers, all right? So that, that ties into what we were just talking about. That's more leads, right? More leads mm -hmm. should equal more customers, should equal more, more revenue, more profit. But another way that you can increase your revenue, increase your profit, is to increase the average value of a customer, okay? So that means instead of your average customer spending $100, they spend 120 or 150 okay? Mm -hmm. So you can make more money, gener you know, you can generate the same number of leads every month and never increase, but if you can increase the amount of money each lead is giving you, you're making more money. Mm -hmm. And you're probably more profitable, by the way, because you're spending, you know, you're you're spending the same amount right. of money to acquire those leads, but you're earning more revenue on that same effort yep. that you're putting forth. And then finally, the 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 last way that you can increase your profitability is to increase the number of transactions per customer. So this sort of gets back to classic customer service and the old adage that, you know, it's much cheaper to keep an existing client than to find a new one. Right. Now, this doesn't always this doesn't necessarily work in every business model. Um there you know, there's some business models where it's going to be a one-time sale and there's not really an opportunity to get the customer to come back and buy from you again, but in most cases, you know, it it, it is possible and and if you look at these three things that I just mentioned, uh, I think the king, the king daddy of customer value optimization is Amazon, right? They do this yeah. as, well as, mm -hmm. as well as anybody. Um, mm -hmm. If you look at their, uh, while you're browsing for stuff on Amazon, they're always showing you 
people who bought this also bought that. So what are they trying to do there? They're trying to get you to add something else to your cart, right? So they're trying to get to, they're trying to increase their average customer value, and then they'll um, once you've been to their site, if you look at a particular item, they're going to follow you around the internet and show you more ads for the stuff that you've been looking at. They're going to email you. Remember when you bought this, uh, you know, laptop mm-hmm. three months ago? Maybe you want to pick up this, you know, um, keyboard cleaner or uh, a hard shell case or something like that. So they're trying to get you to come back and and make additional purchases. So that so smart funnels are different from traditional funnels in that sense that they take all of that into account and building a system to try to accomplish as many of those things as you can as opposed to simply just trying to crank the handle as fast as you can and generate as many leads as you can. Kind so of interesting is to talk Yeah, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about the difference in how it feels to see um, people who purchased this book also purchased or looked at these books compared to, uh, you know, a banner ad coming across the middle of the page, buy this book. You know what I mean? It's uh, one is very personal. It's personalized. Uh, It definitely just hits on, you know, our need for social validation and all that, while the other one is just basically an interruption. So it, it, it is interesting to think about how Amazon is doing it. We're going to come right back. Um, this is money. We're talking with John DePetro today. We're going to come right back and talk about smart funnels, the six components of a smart funnel, so you can really get a good idea of what we're talking about here. We'll be right back. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. This is Marty. Welcome back. So I'm highly attuned now to my interruptive commercials going on here, John. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, I started the hour telling you that I I was scared that I was going to be intimidated, and you're not. You're talking in real great late lay language here for me and for our listeners. So grateful about that. If people go over to AuthenticSoft.com, what do you actually do for people? Like, what? How do you make your money over there? What is it that you offer as a service? Well, we build websites, and we help our customers implement online mm. marketing campaigns and, you know, everything that goes along with that. So it varies from customer to customer, but we'll help them, we'll help them create smart funnels. We'll custom design smart funnel campaigns to help them generate leads and help them um, do this customer value optimization. And we help, you know, with all aspects of inbound marketing, we implement marketing automation solutions. You know, at the heart of it, we're tech guys. We're we're, we're a bunch of technology geeks, and um, so you know, we we understand how to not just build the front end, but all the back end plumbing. And um, so you know, we we have customers that are go anywhere from you know solopreneurs up to Fortune 500 companies, and, and oh, pretty much everything in between. Huh. Cool. Well, you guys can learn more about that over at the website, AuthenticSoft.com. That's 
AuthentIASoft.com. Okay, let's dive right into smart funnels. There are six components of a smart funnel. What are they? Okay, this will be a little tricky to do without visuals, but we'll we'll see how how good my communication skills are here. <laughs> um, so the first component that you need is a traffic source. Okay, so if you remember, we were talking earlier about the funnels, and we were talking about suspects. So your suspects are out there. They're out there in cyberspace, and you need to connect with them. So what that means is you need a traffic source. And there are – I mean, the good news is there is no shortage these days of traffic sources. So let's talk about a few of them. Uh, one that I've mentioned several times already is uh, is advertising. Now, even within advertising, there's tremendous diversity now uh, and, and so many different – um, uh, channels that that you can uh, that, that you can go into, and you know depending on your business, some are going to make more sense than others. So, obviously, there's the traditional search engine marketing options that you've got. So you've got things like Google AdWords, and you know uh, AdWords is. When you go into Google and you type in a search, you know the the first few results that you get those are paid ads, and the rest of them are what we call organic ads. Um, your other option with search engines is to use what's called Google AdSense, and AdSense those are the Google ads that you see when you're on other people's websites. Um, they're usually they're you know they're they're actual graphic images, graphical images, not not simply the text ads. Um, but that's the, the Google AdSense network. So that, that's one um, channel that, that's available. It's fairly mature at this point, and you know, especially the, uh, the Google AdWords, it's become pretty competitive. And because it's an auction format, it's, uh, you know, it's nowhere near as cheap as it used to be. So mm-hmm. I really, you know, it... it Google likes to make it sound really easy, and they'll give you free coupons, and they'll even get on the phone and help you set up a network. But um, it's, it is really difficult to design and execute and maintain a successful AdWords uh, campaign now. Depending on your, your – you know, um, there's always a caveat with everything. I mean, it depends on your uh, market. If you're in a, a, a small niche that doesn't have a lot of competition – then yeah, maybe you can you can pull it off pretty easily. But again, the, the point I'm trying to make is that's a fairly mature channel now. Mm-hmm. But we've got all kinds of other things that are available to us now, like Facebook. Now Facebook is rapidly becoming a very mature platform as well because it is so darn effective, um, and because the data is so rich. And what I mean by that is as a marketer, you know, if I'm going to go advertise on Google, all I can do is I can target people who typed in a certain word and maybe narrow it down to North America. And that's about it. And so that's part of the reason that those campaigns are difficult. But on something like Facebook, you can build your own audience. You can say, I want to show this ad to people who are in this age bracket who um, are fans of 
Game of Thrones and have visited an Olive Garden in the last 90 days. I mean, you can get that wow. specific on on Facebook. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and there are other social media channels that uh, are, you know, available you can do advertise you can do sponsored uh content on twitter now you can do it on uh pinterest and uh you can do it on linkedin and all of these different platforms have different levels of sophistication right now facebook by a mile is is the most sophisticated platform in at least in the social media area that's available and um one other interesting thing i'd just like to mention is uh, YouTube ads. Uh, I read an article about a month or so ago that was talking about the amount... YouTube has an absolutely insane amount of ad inventory that is unused. Um, I mean, if you just look at the statistics regarding the amount of video that's uploaded every hour to YouTube, it's just jaw-dropping. And so that means they've got tons and tons of... um, ad inventory that is that, that's not really being used right now. So to me that that's a great place to be looking in terms of cost effectiveness if you if you're looking for some place to uh you know a channel to advertise. Um that to me is sort of wide open right now. So if you were to compare like a response from a Facebook ad to maybe a response from a direct mail ad um as far as individuals who saw it or who maybe could have seen it compared to who responds. Is there any correlation at all? Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's really difficult to talk about response rates because they can vary so incredibly widely and they're so dependent on the quality of your ad and, you know, the the market that you're going after, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, you know, you're talking in 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 Facebook or other social media uh, channels. You know, you're trying to target click rates that are two to five percent. You know, that kind of range, and maybe a okay. little bit higher. Uh, mm-hmm. For direct mail, I mean, you're talking about fractions of a percent uh, of of response yeah. rate typically. So, um, you know, online advertising tends to have, um, you know, a higher rate. But, again, um, I've seen people who have run uh, Facebook campaigns with, you know, 10% click rates and 50% conversion rates. So just off-the-charts sort of numbers. And then you see other people who run Facebook ad campaigns and they're getting, you know, a 0.1% click rate and a 0% conversion rate. You know, it, sure. it has a lot to do with well, the quality right. of the ad. Absolutely. But it seems to me like um, the online, the Facebook or whatever ads have kind of taken the place as far as the numbers go. That's about how much we would have looked at 10 years ago from a mail campaign, 2 to 5% sure. we would have been happy with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of that marketing shift that we were talking about earlier. So, I mean, there are other traffic sources uh, available as well. There's always email. So if you've got an email list or you can get access to an email list somehow, that's another traffic source. Uh, SEO, search engine optimization, you know, just getting found by the search engines. Um, That's sort of like manna from heaven. Um, That's another traffic source. And then, obviously, social media, another traffic source, getting out there on 
uh, Twitter and, and Facebook. And obviously, you know, on Facebook, it's it's just getting harder and harder to reach people organically. Um, so, you know, you kind of, in order to be successful at social media, I think the key really is to get in early on, on these new platforms. So, you know, the people who were there early on Pinterest, the people who were there early on Instagram mm-hmm. or Google Plus or a lot of these other platforms, um, that's how you tend to, uh, you know, find success. If you're late getting in, it's the the hill is a lot steeper. <laughs> That's how it always goes with advertising. So what's the second component? The second component is something we call a lead magnet. So a, a lead magnet is something that you are giving away for free. It's it's what we want to call an uh, an irresistible offer. Okay, something that you just is just a no brainer. And these tend to be things like um, checklists, um, you know, toolkits. Uh, you know, they're they're things that you're giving to people to help them solve a really specific problem. And there are examples of this uh, in retail as well, where you give away free samples of uh, you know of items. And so your lead magnet. Now this is where we start to this is where we start to get into this concept of customer value optimization because you might lose money on your lead magnet, and that might be okay because what we're doing is, and and as we work our way through these other um, these other parts of the funnel, you'll start to see the logic here. And the idea is that the the entire funnel put together makes you profitable. But this first step, you might actually lose money. So on top of the fact that you're spending money on ads to try to convince somebody to take advantage of your lead magnet, you might, you're spending money on the ad, and then you might be losing money again on your mm. lead magnet. Okay? Yep. But, yep. But, but, what we, but these subsequent steps are designed to turn that around and make the entire process as a whole profitable. So that's the first step is 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 the lead magnet. Now, it's important to I'm going to I'm going to take a quick um hop over to a parallel thread here just to quickly mention a little bit about technology. So we talked about, you know, the first component is a traffic source. Now, what I didn't really talk about is the infrastructure that's required here. So there's there's some basic pieces that you need, and your traffic source needs to, you know, you're going to be making some kind of offer, whether it's through an ad or whether it's through an email or whether it's through social media. You're going to be saying, hey, come download this thing from my website, okay? And this thing is your lead magnet. So obviously you need a website and you need, excuse me, you need to drive people to what we call a landing page, so you need to be using something where you can easily create these landing pages. So, you know, maybe it's a WordPress website where you can create pages yourself or there are even there are third-party tools where you can create these landing pages very easily uh as well. And and you know, an example of one is something called Lead Pages. Um that's a, you know, a paid service where, you know, you you um Pay them money on a monthly basis, and you can you can create these uh, these landing pages. 
And then the other piece of technology that you're going to need is some kind of email marketing tool. And it has to be one that has the ability, at, at a minimum, to segment your audience and to do it well. That's the important part. So something like Constant Contact isn't going to be up to the task. It's, it's not going, it doesn't have the features that you would need to do these smart funnel campaigns. Uh, something like MailChimp or AWeber, those are examples of tools that have the segmenting features. They're, they're rich enough to support what you would need in order to be able to execute these smart funnel campaigns. And there's another tool called Active Campaign. Um, that's my tool of choice. It's very affordable. Um, I think the lowest price point is $9 a month, so um, you know, it's, it's not very expensive at all. And it's, it's got all of the capability that you need to, to do this sort of thing. So getting back to the lead magnet, just want to, again, clarify what's going on here. We're going out to our traffic source, and we're saying, hey, come and take advantage, come download our lead magnet or um, you know, take advantage of this offer. And then what has to happen is you've got a form there on your web page, on your landing page, so that when people take advantage of your offer, you're getting their name and email, their contact information, and it's going into your email database. Okay? So just kind of we'll put that we'll put that in a bag and just put that off to the side for now, and we're going to come back to that at, at, at the end. So well, then, yes. the, in fact, this is, let me just take a break here. This is Marty. We're talking to John to feature today of AuthentiousSoft.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the rest of the components of the Smart Funnel and where and how to start and plan for your next campaign. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marty, and our guest today, Don DePietro, is talking to us about smartphone campaigns. We're right in the middle of the um, components of the smart funnel. So we've covered the traffic source and the lead magnet. Take us to the next one. So the next one is what we call a tripwire. The whole, the goal of a tripwire is to change the nature of the relationship from somebody being a prospect to being a customer. So a tripwire is another irresistible offer, but at a very low price point. So, um, again, you might break even on your tripwire. You might even make a little bit of money or you might lose money. It all, you know, it all depends on your particular market and how you've designed your smart funnel. But the, the idea here is to get somebody to pay you because, it, again, it fundamentally changes the relationship from somebody being a prospect to somebody actually being a customer. They've given you mm-hmm. money for something of value. And hopefully, whatever it is that you give them is of much more value than what they paid for it. That's, you know, that's what you're trying to do there is really sort of give them a taste of the value that you can deliver and, and the, the ways that you can improve their life. So that's the, that's the tripwire. The, the next component, the fourth one, is the core offer. So this is 
generally speaking, this is your bread and butter. This is, you know, whether you're you're selling coaching or you're selling, um, you know, a learning series or, you know, some kind of physical good or consulting time, this is your core offer. And, and again, traditionally, if you look at a, 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 a traditional funnel, all it's really concerned with is generating as many leads as possible for your core offer. And that's pretty much it, right? So mm-hmm. what we've done with smartphones, we've added these other steps of the lead magnet and the tripwire. So there's a courtship before you get married, basically, is, is, is what we're looking at here. Um, so the core offer is where you should is where you should be profitable. So as you're designing your smart funnel, you know what this is really all about is looking at what are your conversion rates all along the way. And at the end of the day, you know when all is said and done over you know a week or a month, it's all about how much did I pay to acquire this traffic, and how much money did it make me? Uh If you made more than you spent, you're good, (laughs) right? Then you can just crank the handle, and the more money you pump in, the more money comes out the other side. That's the goal of designing these smart funnel campaigns. And then the, the fifth step is the profit maximizer. So this is where, now people have bought your core offer, the profit maximizer is something where you come back and is is the icing on the cake it's 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 a it's another offer that's a a very high margin um, offer and again this could be uh you know something that's a digital good it could be a service it could be a physical good it could be a lot of different things but you know if you're if we're talking physical goods, then it would be you know sort of the luxury item, something that's very high end um they've already bought from at this point they've probably already bought from you twice uh in the past, so they're more likely to keep buying from you if if they're satisfied if they're happy with with what they've gotten previously so that's right. the idea of the the profit maximizer and then the final component, the sixth one, is the return path so Remember earlier on I said when we were talking about the lead magnet I said when they you know when they download your lead magnet that in, that their information goes into your email marketing tool well your email this is where the segmentation becomes important because and this is where it starts to get a little bit complicated but these these email marketing tools have workflows or autoresponders that you pre-configure and that trigger automatically when certain things happen. So what happens here in a smart funnel is that as people move from one step to the, to the next, it triggers a new automation, uh, automated sequence or a new workflow to try to move them to that next stage. And as long as they remain in one of these earlier stages, it will keep going back to them and trying different offers. And there's different sequences, different emotional strings that you can tug uh, at different times to try to get them to take that next step. So, you know, if they downloaded the lead magnet, you're going to email them a couple of times to try to get them to take advantage of your tripwire. 
And again, every smartphone is different. Maybe that's only one email. Maybe you're only going to email them once. Maybe it's twice. Maybe it's five times, right? Um, and then, you know, after so many tries, you say, okay, we'll move on from this person's just not going to buy from us, and you, and you move on. Um, but you have similar workflows that get triggered at each stage of uh, of this funnel, and that's that's what we call the return path. So um, email is one way you can do it, but there are other ways, slightly more sophisticated ways, like there's something called retargeting. And retargeting is something we've all experienced, right? And I actually talked about it earlier. When you go to Amazon and you, you're browsing around and you look at a particular item, um, and then you know, for the next 30 days, every website you go to, you see that right. item there, right? The, they know they that know. you've been on a particular page on your website, and they're they're following you around the Internet, tapping you on your shoulder, saying, hey, remember when you looked at this? Remember? Remember? Remember me? Remember me? That's what retargeting is. Um, and, again, it can be really effective in these smart funnel campaigns. One of the great things, incidentally, about retargeting is it's extremely inexpensive. The clicks are very cheap. So one of the techniques that you can use is that you can drive, you know, you can use your traffic sources to drive people. Maybe you're not driving them to a landing page directly with your lead magnet. Maybe you're just sending them to a blog post, right? And then what you can do is you can tag them using a remarketing or a retargeting campaign. And there are lots of different platforms that you can use. Facebook is really, their retargeting is really good. Um, so that, you know, you could you could use Facebook. You can use Google, there's uh, AdRoll. There's lots of different um, platforms that you can use for this. But if they go to your, um, and they read your blog post, then you can have an ad already made and then you can retarget them for 30 or 60 days and keep showing them that ad, and it it shows up all over the place. It shows up, well, I mean, if you're using Facebook, it's only going to show up on Facebook, but, you know, if you use the, the Google retargeting network, it can show up all over the Internet, and you can follow them around for another 60, you know, 30, 60 days, 90 days, however long you want to, to um, try to convince them to come back and move to that next phase in, in your funnel. Um, but those are the components, traffic source, lead magnet, tripwire, core offering, profit maximizer, and then the return path. So if somebody listening to you that hasn't really done any of this, where would you recommend that they start? Um, well, probably if they haven't, you know, go, um, they can go to AuthentiaSoft.com and um, download our ebook. Uh, that spells all of this stuff out and has more detail in it and actually has pictures, so it might make a little more sense to you. Um, it, it has a lot of information on, on, on how to build these. And I would start slow. You know, I wouldn't try to conquer the world right out of the gate. You, Especially if you're going to, if your traffic source is going to be from advertising, um, pick one and get good at it, right? So don't try to come out of the gate doing Facebook, Google, and YouTube all at the same time. Just do one. Just, just you know, run some That's Facebook really, ads. Really important. I think if if there's one thing that I can encourage people to do is listen to that advice because it is it can be pretty overwhelming. And there's there's even some um, I don't know if the right word is penalties, but if you do it wrong, it can really set back your advertising campaigns. You really need to do it right. Absolutely. There's lots of 
uh, th- there are lots of bad things that can happen. Not to try to you know scare people too much, but there are, there are negatives, and you know you can um, you can create a poor brand impression. But on Facebook, for example, they will shut down your account if they don't like the ads that you're running. Um, if they consider them to be spammy or you know violate any of their guidelines, they'll they'll shut you down. And there are certain you know, if you are in, there are certain industries that they're really sensitive about, and anything that has to do with diet or fitness, um, they're very, very strict about, and and you got to be really careful about not promising outcomes, things like that. So, um, you you need to be careful in in certain industries, but um, you know, definitely start small and 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 learn the ropes and, and expand from there. And make sure you have the right tools. Um, you know, uh, so I, you know, I mentioned a few of them earlier. You've, you've got to have a tool that will allow you to generate, you know, decent, well-designed landing pages. And you've got to have an email marketing tool that is, you know, sophisticated enough to allow you to create these automated workflows and, and autoresponders to be able to um, move people through the uh, – through the sales funnels, and you know, there's definitely a learning curve here. I think anybody can learn to do it. It's, uh, you know, it's um, it's not exactly rocket science, but like anything else, there's a learning curve, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna skin your knees here and there and make some mistakes. But um, if you're if you're starting small, then you know, get some get some wins under your belt and get some confidence and, and grow from there. So the first thing that we need to do after this this interview here is we need to go over to AuthenticiousSoft.com and ask for the Smart Funnel Campaign um, white sheet. It's, it's way more than a white sheet. It's many pages long. But it does go into detail about this. And that's just right at the front page there, John. They'll see it right away. Yeah, if you scroll down to the blog posts, you'll see, there's a blog post there on Smart Funnel Campaigns. It is on the home page. And then at the bottom of the blog post is a um, a call to action where you can click on to um, to download that ebook. Yeah, great. For those of you who are listening and didn't catch the title of the program, it's Smart Funnel Campaigns. A lot of times I've been thinking smartphone, smartphone, but it's funnel, F-U-N-N-E-L. You don't have to have a smartphone <laughs> to do this. <laughs> it's about it's about marketing, and uh, sometimes over the year we just miss some of these. Um, Small differences in words, so I wanted to clarify that. John, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming and sharing this hour with us. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. You bet. And you guys want to just go over and check out then everything that he's got available over there at AuthenticSoft.com. That sounds like the word authentic. A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-A-S-O-F-T, AccentureSoft.com. This is Marnie Sudberg. We've been visiting today with Don DePetro, and I hope that you will go check out AccentureSoft.com and that you will make a gentle start toward a smart funnel mm-hmm. campaign soon. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.